0: Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Firm Returns Weekly. This week we've got a few updates to cover on Aviva, Warner Brothers, and, and Warner Brothers Discovery. So, but it, it should be a relatively short episode, I think. Just a cover things I've been travelling this week. So, as um, yeah, I I didn't have enough time to do a major major amount of. St- of uh, work writing so let's just share my screen so i'll show you what i have so the uh, first bit of news is that aviva has announced the acquisition of optium o2 holdings inc a leading provider of vehicle replacement insurance in canada for a total consideration of 100 million pounds or 170 million Canadian dollars, and this was last Monday, 27th. So yeah, this should um this is going to be a fairly capital light acquisition, so helping to align with their growth strategy uh, that they've they've been pursuing of trying to shift to that, and I think they're now at the point where they've. Cross the fifty percent mark, so it's like fifty-one percent or some of that of the or certainly over fifty percent of the total business is now capital light, which is uh, which is good to see, and it uh, should help to develop their Canadian operations in particular, which their their goal for Canada, as you might expect, are currently the I think they when I in the last last year or so they've gone from being the third. Largest insurer to the second, now looking to to take the top spot at some point. So these kind of uh, acquisitions help with a bit of inorganic growth to uh, move them towards that goal. I don't know how far ahead the uh, number one insurer is, but yeah, uh, it's it's good to see some good progress along. That route. And it looks like a fairly um, rational acquisition. Don't know about the uh, they don't really didn't give any detail on what, what kind of valuation this puts on the business or how many customers it brings across or anything like that. But um, it's a fairly modest acquisition and and I think just seems fairly rational in terms of the segment it's in. So vehicle replacement insurance fits quite well, I think, within the overall motor insurance um, business that they have in Canada already. So um, not a... Uh, Not moving into some completely different line that they're not not familiar with. Um, So yeah, that that's it for Aviva. So moving on to Warner Bros Discovery, uh, there's a couple of things. So the first thing was that they so there's been this um, deal book summit uh, going on, New York Times deal book summit going on uh, this in the last week, and there's been a few big. Big guests on there, big interviews and so on. Um, one of which was Elon Musk saying "Go fuck yourselves" to <laughs> to the advertisers. That was quite entertaining if uh, if anybody hasn't seen that. So worth watching. Um, but yeah, David Zaslav also made an appearance at the summit, and uh, while I didn't make as much of a splash as Elon Musk, Musk's interview, uh, it was it was certainly interesting, particularly for one of us discovery shareholders so a uh, particular takeaway for me was that the conversation package for the one of us discovery executive team is being refocused on free cash flow generation and debt repayment so i'd because it it normally in the proxy terms of that they go into a lot of detail on on how they met their last year's targets and all that kind of performed against those and how much their conversation is going to be uh, in light of that there was a little bit in there, just like one page in, I don't know, sixty-nine pages of of a uh, statement that was talking about these additional um, incentives. They're incremental uh, ones on top of the existing incentive. Which for the current stuff, I think a large part. I mean, he was there. As I was given something like a two hundred million pound share up at million dollars. Sorry share options uh, of share options between now and oh well, for over the i think it was over the next ten years or something um best over the next ten years and it's well, I might be exaggerating that but anyway it, it they had a very high um exercise price on them I think the lowest one was like thirty five dollars or something like that was maybe even thirty seven dollars and they went all the way up into the forties and obviously this share price right now is around the ten or eleven dollar mark so um it's a long way for to go before he can profitably exercise those. Um, so, yeah, I think to incentivize perhaps. Um, so, so it's looking quite likely that, that those will, will all um, expire. That he won't, uh, he won't actually exercise any of those because he would do better to just buy the shares on the on the market instead. But, um. Yeah, so as those are not looking like much of an incentive now, they've kind of done this additional scheme on top, which I think is worth about. I think it's split between all of the executive teams stuff. Like that I think it's worth about ten to fifteen million dollars total, but it's it's quite focused on on the as I said, the free cash flow generation and debt repayment. So this is a little extra thing they've got, and this they did actually originally announce this back in the thing, and it was there was a a um. So, like a current um, statement or something like that uh, that was issued on the sixth of March. But here's the um, a little excerpt from the proxy statement that was issued this earlier this year, uh, which with with the annual report and so on, which discusses this additional compensation package. So they say the committee is also very cognizant of the importance of the com- for the company's long-term financial health to reduce its leverage. In furtherance of these objectives, on March the 6th, 2023, the committee announced its decision to implement an incremental incentive compensation program designed to promote and reward achievement of the company's initiatives with regard to free cash flow and reducing leverage. So, I don't think they really went into a lot of detail about um, what the thresholds were, and that. I I don't think they said any of that stuff, but I'm, I'm guessing we'll be told retrospectively what those were. But yeah, it was worth an. And this is being is basically anybody that's involved with strategic generation of of uh, free cash flow and recent leverage. There was quite a few people in the executive team that uh, were impacted by this and benefit from it. And I think they also extended the long term incentive program to more than just um, David Zaslav and um, Gunnar Vodenfels. And they've uh, it's been extended. To more of the executive team as well so hopefully some i guess i think it's a more alignment there but but anyway um interesting just to note that and that that was brought up in this interview so they it's obviously um uh, I'm, I'm considering considering when you take away that 200 million dollar option thing that this of options are probably going to expire worthless for Davis ad Lab, his actual base salary was about three million dollars, I think two or three million dollars. And then you've got up to, I think, ten or twenty million dollars of performance bonus. And I'm not quite I can't quite remember what the performance starts with that were on that. I'm not sure whether it was um to do with share a uh, share price component there as well, but he might not have hit those. So basically his his actual take-home pay in the last year has probably been quite a bit less than the headline figure of what he could have had with all these options on so this still this 10 billion extra boost or whatever is is um is probably going to be a substantial increase on what he actually took home or he would have taken home otherwise so um so yeah align incentives and it and and we've seen it playing out we've seen the free cash flow and and leverage we've seen them making progress on on both those targets though so i think uh it's having the desired effect so the, the inter- interviewer also brought up the topic of further acquisitions. Um, and as I was quick to say, they've got plenty to focus on internally right now, so they're not interested in doing any external acquisitions. Um, I do hope he sticks to this, um, as I'd like to see a lot more deleveraging before any more merger and acquisition was considered. Um, one of the things they told him, the interviewer just into that was maybe buying paramount or something like that but yeah like i say i i could maybe see that long term as being a good thing but right now there's lots of things they can do they've lot, there's international expansion of max and all the rest roll out around the world that they they could be putting money into and further deleveraging, which should be, should be good yeah so growing i don't think they need to be doing i think they've got plenty to work with plenty to sell already they need to be doing acquisitions of additional content and studios and stuff of like that in order to make Max more appealing. I just need to work on distributing it uh wider or more widely. Um right, and so then the last bit of news for for the week and for, for Warner Brothers Discovery was the release of the Arkham trilogy of games. Um so the basically uh Batman revolving where well, you play as Batman within them. Um Arkham Asylum, Arkham City and Arkham Knight. And they originally came out on PC and and consoles. Um or other consoles, Xbox and PlayStation. And I think the started back in twenty twelve or twenty eleven, something like that. Arkham Asylum. And so quite quite old, some especially Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. I think Arkham Knight was maybe twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, that kind of time. Uh, so yeah, pretty pretty old games, but there's they're big open world games that yeah you know, really quite performant graphically and performance te- um, intensive, and they were sort of notorious for being hard to run even on fairly high end computer hardware and so on, so graphics cards and things. So uh, yeah, it's going to certainly going to be a real challenge to get these ported over to the Switch, which was using 2017. Uh, hardware available at the time and in a portable graphics tablet format effectively. So really, um, really a, a very ambitious task to to get them running on that sound and. But they they did fairly well with Hogwarts Legacy, getting that ported across um, to the Switch. And and I mean the the reason they're doing all this is the Switch has I think at least a hundred million active players or something like that on it it's 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 a very i think it's a very considerable number and um probably i think it's um ghost i don't know i can't remember exactly how it compares to playstation xbox but it's definitely more than xbox i think and it's um kind of i'm not quite sure what playstation numbers are but yeah it's, it's only a very considerable number of a very considerable audience size to put to put it out to, and some of these people have have only got the Switch or that it has the the mobile format, uh the handheld format as well. It's been connected to the TV and so on. That that, that appeal to some people, even if they've got other consoles as well. So, um, yeah, that, that's the the reason for doing it. There's an audience for it uh, that's additional to the other platforms, um, TV based gamers or or pc based gamers and yeah they did a fairly good job i think with the port of Hogwarts legacy from what the reviews i'd seen and stuff like that but it it looks like it's been a bit mixed with Arkham Asylum uh or the Arkham Trilogy Arkham Asylum i think from this this review is quite good i recommend giving this a look um so Arkham Asylum did fairly well. There's a few performance drops of like frame rate and things like that. But um, it looked like Arkham City, ironically, which is potentially the more cha- ambitious game out of there, too. It has much more open-world elements to it, because the first one was more on-rails, sort of linear um, playthrough sort of game. And so Arkham City, you would have thought, would have been harder to port. But actually, I think they did a better job at that and managed to maintain fairly consistent sort of 30 frames per second which is what the old sort of xbox 360 and stuff like that used to used to do and it's quite quite a playable frame rate, frame rate and it looked looked all right graphically and then but arkham knight from what i've seen which is the the final one which is the much bigger open world much more ambitious game uh as has probably got it from at the moment anyway a few too many performance issues to really to be to really be quite an enjoyable playing experience when i've seen it, the frame rate dropping down to the low 20s that, um quite frequently um during combat and things like that so it makes it quite hard to to time your combos and all that kind of stuff um so yeah quite quite a, a bad experience i would have thought playing playing that compared to the on other on other platforms but Maybe that will improve. Maybe they'll be able to patch in, get it working. But it it looks like, I mean, the release of this game was delayed by, I think, about a month anyway. So they probably thought, oh, this is not in a state where we could release it back then. They needed more time. So if they've already spent an extra month on it, I'm not quite sure how much more they could squeeze out of it um, to to improve it. But, but yeah, it, it's, it's not too bad, I think. And um, I'm sure it will get discounted fairly quickly by the, by the looks of it, just to, with the performance issues and stuff like that, it's probably going to end up getting discounted very quickly. But hopefully they'll get a return on their investment doing the port. It, it can be quite expensive to port games to uh, other platforms, especially when it's uh, such a challenge to try and get it to run on a particular platform. But anyway, hopefully they'll they'll get a return on it. And it sounds like at least the first two games are, are quite playable. Yeah. Um, and so people should hopefully enjoy them And, and maybe the, the last one will get fixed. But anyway, like I said, gonna be a fairly, fairly quick episode this week, fairly short. So that, that's all we all I've got for this week. Um yeah, sign up to the newsletter over on firmreturns.com, all entirely free as usual. Um subscribe to this channel, give the video a like. Yeah, all those. And I'll see you all next week. And uh